Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 534 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer in Dallas with the team. I assume they've landed safely by now. I saw Evander Kane's Instagram story several hours ago showing quite the snowy St. Louis. So I'm sure they're happy to be out there in the big D and uh, and that might only last as long as it takes them to get on the ice against Dallas because the Stars are a unit of a team. It's going to be a great test and uh, to me, these are the games you've got to rise up for. You can't be looking at yourself after all these games and saying, well, the other guys really rose up to play us or the other guy's goaltender really threw up a brick wall. That's not going to win you anything. And we've been saying it a lot over the last several years here. Some guests of Oilers now do receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Tell uh, Chris and Jeff Altoff that Oilers now sent you. Okay, um, there's a pretty <laughs> there's a pretty interesting situation going on between Calgary and New Jersey, and we're trying to pick through the weeds on this. And as we do. Who better to bring aboard than Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravalli? Brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Racing returning on May 4th at Century Mile. More info at uh, thehorses.com. Frank, appreciate you jumping on here this Friday evening. How's it going? Ah, pretty good. How about Excellent. you, Brandon? I'm not too bad. Uh, and it seems like, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of this from Twitter and Calgary personalities that keep talking about how much smoke there is around a deal for Jacob Markstrom. And There's a lot of people reading tea leaves. Yeah, and, and yet a, not a lot of fire. Okay, so I guess yep. it's a good place to start because this is a really interesting trade deadline when we look at some of the leaderboards and who's going after who and, and the top targets and that kind of thing. But if that uh, move does come to fruition, that would be pretty seismic in terms of Calgary selling and New Jersey adding. So do we know anything more now than we did a few days ago? Nope. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, Calgary selling regardless. So whether it's today or next week or three weeks from now on March 8th, it's happening. And it's just a matter of who and where they're going. Because the Flames have made a decision, they've drawn a line in the sand, and they know that despite decent stretches here and there over the last month, that they're building for three years from now. And they need to keep the long view in mind. When it comes to Markstrom, though, and New Jersey, like I, I've received all kinds of different and and I would say conflicting information. You know, I, I would say that the information I received earlier in the week was that the Flames and Devils were nearly at the finish line, and for whatever reason, the deal got nixed. And I've had you know other sources push back against that. Either way, no one is disputing or has disputed that 
the Flames and Devils were in conversation about Markstrom, and there seemed to be a lot of people talking yesterday. Oh, did they revisit it? They were noting the two Devil scouts that were there. They were noticing some potential, you know, sort of differences in Markstrom's routine. Was this his chance to say goodbye in Calgary? Whatever the situation is, we know two things, as as mentioned. One, Calgary selling, and two, the New Jersey Devils are trying to find a goalie. They need stability at that position, ranked uh, 30th in the league in save percentage. And I'll add in a third thing that we know, and that is that Jacob Markstrom wants to he wants a chance to win, and he knows now that with where Calgary is heading, he's not going to have a chance to to do that while he's under contract with the Flames. I wonder how many other teams sort of fall under the category of having either cap space to absorb that big contract or assets to to sort of move around to play with. Um, are there other teams like I'm looking at Detroit and New Jersey stacked in wildcard competition with one another right now? Are there other suitors for Markstrom right now? That's really the tough part that I think Calgary finds themselves in is of the few teams that maybe still are in the goalie market, and I would include Carolina, Colorado, and to a lesser extent, the LA Kings, I don't, I, it's definitely not going to be Colorado that's ponying up the assets. They think Georgiev is the guy and they need a backup. Carolina, Freddie Anderson has made his way back from the blood clotting issue, and Pyotr Kochetkov is back from his concussion. So, they need someone because they've been at the bottom of the league in save percentage, but how much are they willing to spend? They're not really a big spender when it comes to assets, period, let alone to sign up for a goalie to pay $6 bucks a year. Like That's not really in their nature. So where does that leave the Kings, the Devils, and then that's kind of it. And so I wouldn't be shocked if the way things are situated right now that unless there's a major break in, in talks and something there's a material change in what both sides are looking for. My assumption would be that there's a real good chance that Jacob Markstrom, you know, waits until the summer to move. We're going to start creeping the trade talk back around to Edmonton in a minute here with uh, Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli. But uh, first, I got to ask you about the injury to Jake Gensel. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a name that's been discussed quite uh, seriously here in Edmonton. Four week timeline on that. So, in theory, that would put him back about a week after the trade deadline. So, what mm-hmm. kind of impact would this, could this have on uh, on any potential deal there? I don't think it has any real impact. And and I say that not knowing the severity of the injury, not knowing what the injury is. Because the reason for that, I just know from recent history, looking at you know someone that was a lesser target in Adam Henrique last year at the deadline, I know on deadline day in the hours leading up to it, teams were calling the Ducks trying to acquire Henrique who would have been out until close to April. So, you know, that's someone that would be out way longer than Gensel, and yet they were still potentially down to make a move. Like, that's how, you know, these some of these contending teams are looking at it. And when it comes to Gensel specifically, we have a big enough sample size. He just played his 500th game recently. We know what he is. It's just a matter of getting him healthy. And I don't think... 
too many of the teams that would be in a position like Edmonton would be sitting there looking at it saying, well, you know, if we don't get him for five extra, I'm just hypothetically saying five extra regular season games or whatever it might be, you're bringing him in for the playoffs and, and that's what counts. And I'm sure that they'd have anyone that would go down that path would have a reasonable expectation that he'd be back with plenty of time for that. How big a loss is Blake Wheeler for the Rangers, and and what does that do uh, ahead of the trade deadline for them and their potential plans? Not really a huge loss. Um, I think he really had kind of gotten going over the last. I'd say if you break this season and you know fifty plus games into two halves, he had really gotten going in the second one, and that part of it hurts. Um, Blake Wheeler was one of those guys that I think had been known for having a pretty incredible pain tolerance. And the fact that he's going to be missing this much time, I mean, I just happened to click on exactly the last 28 games and he had 15 points. So pretty decent production. That's almost exactly halfway of this season. And he's been, he had really taken a long time to adjust in the beginning of the year with the Rangers and what does it do for their deadline plans? I mean, I think to me, they're not all that different than, you know, potentially a team like the Maple Leafs where they've got their stars that are carrying their team. And then they're continually trying to, you know, turn over the mattresses looking for any sort of depth help and scoring that they can get. Sitting atop the Metropolitan Division with an eight-point lead over Carolina. We're chatting with Frank Saravalli right now, and I've made everybody wait long enough to get to Oilers' discussion. So uh, I've got a texter here who says uh, he saw something from Rick Dollywall uh, pertaining to Chris Tanev, linking him to Edmonton. We know the link has been long established there, but anybody looking to contend should be looking at Chris Tanev. Has anything changed on that front, uh, or is Edmonton taking a longer look now, uh, or is this just some, you know, general exploratory stuff we're hearing about no I, I think the Oilers are being more or less patient I think they have a pretty good grasp on the market and I think you know maybe a couple of the injuries that have popped up are a good reminder that sometimes it's you never know what what exactly on March 8th your needs are going to be and knock on wood the Oilers have been pretty healthy for the most part They've had their forward group and, frankly, their defensemen mostly intact for a good chunk of this season. Um, That's one reason to kind of keep your powder dry. And the other is I don't know what exactly is going to happen with prices. People think that the longer you wait, you know, things may – the market may shift and teams may get a little bit antsy and get while the getting's good. But, I mean, I think from – Calgary's perspective, they know they've got a second round pick on the table for Chris Tanev. They're waiting for um, they're waiting for someone to step up and pay a bigger price, whether that's a better condition to make it a first rounder, whether it's a first rounder in general, whether it is a you know a second and a, a really good prospect. Whatever it is, they're trying to squeeze as much as they can and they just haven't gotten to the point yet when they can pull the trigger or they feel like they can.
It's going to be really interesting watching that arms race because, as as you and I discussed before, he's such a unique breed of player in the modern day and age, and such a valuable one in the playoff and setting and down the stretch as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a real interesting one. And the fact well, that- doesn't the Gensel injury like if you're Calgary, you're sitting here going, well, the last thing we want is to be holding the bag on a guy that feels like he goes down the tunnel twice a game. It, it, exactly, it it really makes you think, and then you start factoring in that. Edmonton, you know, hasn't they've been very fortunate, and I'm sitting here waiting for the other shoe to drop. And you look at a guy like Tanev and the way that he plays, and I worry a lot about that. That's one shot block away from pretty much removing uh, what you've just invested in. But then again, so is anybody on any plane. Yeah, so, so are we all leave. You know, you yeah. can walk out of the station today and get by, get hit by a bus. Well, I mean, it's, uh, there's not, a bus station I'm not very wishing close. for that, of course. But I'm just saying, like we all are. You yeah, know what I mean? A hundred percent. You can't operate with that risk. Can't in think mind. that way. Exactly. So, uh, Yarmo Kekalainen is out in Columbus. And this has been one that, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, have been looking at from afar and wondering because there's such a lack of, of seeming direction with a team that could have a young... They've got some of the best prospects in hockey, and yet they're investing so much cap space and free agents. And, and then they hire Mike Babcock, and that was a disaster. And, oh. and so, you know, finally, D-Day arrives. And it seems like it was long Why over... Now? It's a great question. (laughs) Why now, right? Why Why, not September when the Mike Babcock thing went sideways? Why not at the All-Star break when they're in the exact same spot as they are now? Your guess is as good as mine. So we're two, three, with three weeks away, I guess, and change from the trade deadline. And mm-hmm. you're not, I guess, John Davidson's been there an awful long time, so he he will have an idea of what he wants to do. But my goodness, it seems like they just can't get out of their own way with some of this stuff. Well, and it doesn't really feel like they're going to get out of their way further because John Davidson is running the show now and not that he's not capable, but he said point blank today that they've gotten lots of calls on Boone Jenner and they're not moving him. Okay. So what are you doing at the deadline? Are you just (laughs) twiddling your thumbs? Like what, what is the plan that that's, I've been asking that question about Columbus and about San Jose and about a couple other teams. Just tell me what you're doing. Tell me what, give me a cohesive plan. And I think the scarier part for Columbus is that it feels like you mentioned long time coming. It feels like John Davidson has been asleep at the wheel. You are the boss here. You're the guy that's running the show. Why weren't moves made sooner? Where have you been? What have you been thinking and doing? And then more to the point, if you were John McConnell, the owner of the Blue Jackets, asking the question, why should we be trusting you to help hire the next person? That's the part that's really alarming for me is why should he be? And frankly, should you also be making a coaching change? There's there's lots of questions to ask in Columbus, and I, I'm not hearing a lot of answers. Yeah, they have the kind of prospect pool that leads me to believe whoever is in charge of this team should be inheriting something that really blossoms in a few years' time. But uh, around I mean, that, there just there hasn't been enough cohesiveness to to mix the the talented players that they've drafted with the guys that they've signed and where they're at in their career at that time. That's how I see it. Think about how attractive that job is, though. You've talked about their prospects. 
Doesn't everyone want to work for an owner where you can work for 11 years and win one playoff round? (laughs) I mean, everyone always asks and they say, what is the number one goal of an NHL general manager? Do Do you know what the answer is? To stay it's employed. not win the Stanley Cup. It's keep your job. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's real interesting to watch all this stuff, and and you say the timing of it. It's it's really. I don't know, Frank. I don't know, but there's some real good players that might be able to salvage this in due time. Yeah. Uh, Sign and, me and, up for David Juracek and Denton Matejuk. Assuming Juracek wants to play there after this debacle. Well, well, I think that was. I have to think that that was part of the decision to fire him now. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It's not lost on me that Juracek isn't with the team right now as all of this went down. And then what about what happened with Ken Johnson and Cole Sillinger and his 19-year-old season being absolutely fumbled? I mean, then Adam Fantilli playing uh, at the wrong position on the fourth line. Like, help, help me make sense of this. <laughs> That is a nightmare to look at. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Frank, it's been great to have a laugh with you. Appreciate you spending some time on a Friday night, especially. Have a good one, Brendan. You too. Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff for the horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, they have live racing coming back May 4th at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more, go to thehorses.com. We'll get you an Oilers Now injury report when we come back. And as you just heard, not much to report on there. But we'll tell you what Dallas is dealing with. And I'll also tell you, you can head on down to Dallas on an exclusive road trip this April. Watch the Oilers play the Stars. This uh, New West travel package includes your airfare, four nights in a deluxe hotel, you get your great game ticket, and a reception with Bob. Complete your trip, if you so choose, with an optional AT&T stadium tour and an American League baseball game, either the with the Rangers or the, the Astros. Those are the two teams. Yeah. Uh, so one of those. Everything bigger in Texas, including this road trip. So call New West Travel today or visit them at newwesttravel.com. It's 5.51 in Edmonton. We're calling a timeout on Oilers now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chat. Well, would you look at who just scored for Columbus's affiliate, the Cleveland Monsters? David Yurichek. 
<laughs> get this guy in the NHL. I mean, you're in last place. He may as well figure out how to take his lumps at the pro level. He's not an undersized man. He's a right shot defenseman that I'm pretty sure every other team in the league would want to have. But I host a radio show like every 15th day. So I don't know. John Davidson's got a lot to figure out. But you look at the record, there's uh Oh, I lost the tweet. I'm going to have lost the tweet before I get to rattle this off. Uh, essentially, it just proves that what Bob was saying yesterday about Kekalainen really inheriting a lot of Scott Housen's team in uh, in Columbus, there's some merit to that. And then the, the moves that, that Kekalainen made in terms of signing uh, the, guy, the likes of... Well, think about like Panarin. He, he trades for Panarin, and Panarin doesn't resign. Same thing with the goaltender. Uh, you know, there was a whole slew of that. Then you bring Goudreau in. Goudreau doesn't have any support there, so he can't be the guy. He's proven that the last couple of years. So it just seems like the comedy of errors have led to this point. Much different times in Edmonton. Although the last week, two, two, I'd say probably week and a half to two, it's felt like much more of a roller coaster ride. And it's, it's felt like this team is very human and very beatable. They have been beaten by teams that they are going to likely have to go through in the playoffs. And uh, again, I say I look at this all from 30,000 feet and I have to figure to be able to identify what you need to address now instead of having had the trade deadline pass and, and something comes up and you can't figure it out or it's too late or you spent the assets on a backup goaltender in November and then you didn't have any that none of that happened so there's still there's there's you know it, again i say it's it's kind of a weird time they, they just need to start winning hockey games again and then we'll see what the management does to help bolster it cory perry's been a nice addition i really like it and uh, i'm gonna ask alan may coming up after the uh, six o'clock news here uh, what the old schooler thinks about perry's addition and how valuable that can be for a team even in igniting what evander kane has uh, has been producing like over the last couple of games maybe not the bash brothers but maybe they're close <laughs> All right, I guess uh, I got an injury report for you. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, accidents happen. Go to jameshbrown.com. And uh, I mentioned that the Oilers are scot-free injury-wise. And as we do each time, we knock on wood. That gives me time to bring up the Dallas Stars, who are without Evgeny Dodonov and uh, do not expect him back until uh, the middle of March. And that is it as far as they go. So they're pretty healthy as well. The Dallas Stars, who again lead the Central Division over Colorado, over Winnipeg. They've got 74 points. It's going to be a tough test tomorrow. One o'clock, Ched time. We got Thomas Dias coming up at six o'clock here with a global news weather traffic update. Alan May from Monumental Sports Network on the other side.